What's up? What's happening? Welcome to episode 17 of the Yankshaft F1 podcast. Group of American dudes who like watching other dudes drive really fast. Joining me, as always, from the nation's capital, we've got Johnny Gomes. Glad to be back. And from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, we've got Ian. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, taking a couple uh, couple of weeks off here with our, our summer break, much like Formula One. Uh, how's it been going? What have you guys been up to the last couple of weeks? Well, you know, same old, same old, just... Clocking in nine to five at the business factory. Um, definitely not been having as much fun as the uh, Formula One drivers. They're, uh, I follow Pierre Gasly and Carlos Sainz. And they've just been uh, thirst trapping it up on Instagram. Oh, yeah. So uh, check that out if you're not sort of Yeah, thing. even Latifi just, you know, living living it up. This this must be a great it's time. Ridiculous, yep. right? Those, those gentlemen are certainly all living a more lavish lifestyle than I am, as I've been just hustling along in the rat race for the past couple of weeks, trying to earn some cheddar, <laughs> like, like, like everyone else out here. Slaving away, uh, trying to basically kill time day after day until formula one returned to us. I got to go to, got to go to Disney world yesterday. That was, uh, you know, it was Disney world. That was, that was exciting, but you know what? Um, I think I'd trade it, uh, for a formula one race right about now. I would. All right. So what a first half of the season it was guys. Uh, I looked it up last year going into spa. They'd only done six races because of, you know, COVID and all that. But um, Mercedes won five of the first six races last year going into spa as, as we are um, here in this season now. Um, and after spa, Lewis Hamilton trailed Red Bull as a team by one point. After the Belgian Grand Prix last year, this year, a completely different story. We've got Mercedes with a 12-point lead on Red Bull, Lewis Hamilton with an 8-point lead on Max Verstappen. We've got four wins from Lewis Hamilton, five wins from Max Verstappen, one win from Esteban Ocon, one win from Sergio Perez. It has been an amazing, amazing 11 races. I mean, if the second half is half as good as the first half was, I think we are in for a treat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, look, just look at the how the season's gone so far. Like, you know, from a selfish podcast perspective, we could not have had a better start for the season. We've got so much stuff to talk about um, every single week. Every race has been really good. I think we've only had like one or two clunker races, and even those weren't even that bad. Um, so this has been a great first half of the season, especially coming off COVID. You just really want to, well, you know, coming off of COVID sort of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Coming you off just, of the shortened COVID, I don't know. Coming off the no shortened COVID right season, now. yeah, you you just want it to you know be exciting and bring people back, and you know I think it definitely has so far. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think coming into the season, my expectations were a little bit muddled given the whole global pandemic and and the incoming rule changes and stuff for the constructors and the cars. Yeah, thought it and, might be um, kind of a dud or a repeat of last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's honestly been a surprising. F- breath of fresh air you know i mean for the first time in a long time it feels like we have a true title fight up at the top between the top two teams lando norris has been in incredible form um ferrari off the back of their worst f1 season in 40 years and leclerc's out here getting pole positions and and yeah twice hamilton's made mistakes verstappen's caught bad breaks i mean there's been a little bit of everything and it's been so exciting start to finish um and I'm, I'm so excited to see what the what's in store for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, we got a good a good race in France this year. Like that's 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 all you need to know. I mean, it's yeah. in terms of just how how lucky and blessed we have been watching Formula One this season. Um, an incredible, incredible first season. Um, fully back, not completely fully back. Um, so we're gonna kind of 
recap the championship race um, and the implications there. And then we're going to move on to our uh, kind of first half awards segment, um, which I will uh, affectionately call the Shafties for lack of a better name, um, where we will kind of cover uh, hopefully all the rest of the teams and then uh, cover anybody who we uh, we left out in that discussion. But jumping right in to this championship battle, I, I talked about the the point differences and the, the amount of wins we've had. Um, you guys both picked Mercedes to win this season in our, our preseason episode. Um, I picked Red Bull. Is anyone willing to change their pick right now? Or are we all still sticking with our guns? Ian, you still on, on the Mercs? Yeah, I just can't pick against you can't pick against Mercedes. Um, yeah. Same thing you said five months ago. <laughs> I know it's just like you just I, I I can't pick against Mercedes. And like you know, had the past couple races, um, Verstappen not had his you know his troubles with crashing out, be it albeit not his fault. Um, you know, maybe this would be a different story. But at this moment, no, I still think Mercedes. I still think the Hamilton Bottas team is stronger than the. Verstappen, Checo, even though I think Verstappen's the best driver this season, I think Bottas is a little bit stronger than Checo. Not by much. Yeah, I'm not willing to change my pick either. You know, given what we've seen from Mercedes so far this season, I, I feel I'd be, you know, a little more inclined, feel a little more comfortable switching over. It's not so much a can't vote against Mercedes type situation for me anymore. But uh, at this point, I think it's just a 50-50 toss-up that's really going to come down to the end between Red Bull and Mercedes. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm good on my side. How lucky we are that we have a 50-50 toss-up going in there. I want to go back to something Ian said um, about Bottas being better than Perez because that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. I think Hamilton and Verstappen have been um, relatively even. They've both had some great moments, both had, you know, some some bad luck. Um and we've seen a lot of ebbs and flows this year between Mercedes and Red Bull. We had Hamilton get an early win and then like six or seven races without one while Max rattled off four straight. Like it was, or three straight and then Checo had one. Bottas has been one of the most, you know, kind of a disappointment for me this season. Maybe not the most disappointing driver, but um, he sits behind a McLaren in the in the standings right now, as does Sergio Perez, um, just four points behind Bottas. But Ian, I would kind of elaborate how... How much better do you think Bottas has been than, than Perez this year? I just I, I don't I don't know if that's the right words if Bottas was better than Perez. Um, I just I just what, what I'm trying to say is that I have for the rest of this season, if I'm if I have to pick a driver, I know what's happened already, I know where they're finishing. If I had to pick a driver going forward, Bottas or Perez, with all things being equal the way they are now, I'm gonna take care, I'm gonna take Bottas because I think Bottas is a better driver than Checo was. I know he's kind of been struggling. Um, but I think Bottas is better. I have more faith in Bottas than I do Checo. Like I mentioned, it's not by much, um, but I think at the end of the season, I think Bottas is going to rebound a little bit. Um, I don't think he's going to catch, obviously, either Verstappen or Hamilton, but I would be surprised if he finishes behind Norris this season, even though Norris is ahead of him right now. Bottas has traditionally been consistent. And just a consider, you know, maybe not quite as high of a ceiling as as a Perez when Perez is really feeling it, but his floor is usually much much higher. He's usually battling up there, um, high in the points. Whereas we've seen Perez, you know, crash out in the sprint race, etc. Kind of a wild card. Johnny, thoughts? Who who you got in that battle? Um, yeah, you guys hit all the all the all the points right there on the head. I I agree a hundred percent. You know, um. 
Bottas just has that, the backing of Mercedes. He's got the better team, I, in my opinion, if even by a slight margin. Um, better team, better car. And um, to be honest, yeah, I, I agree. I think he's a more capable driver when he wants to be. Or not even wants to be. It's not for a lack of uh, you know, want. But uh, when he's on and executing, like, Valtteri Bottas's game, then then I think he's a better driver than Perez. And to, for sure. and, and to kind of further that point, I think it says more about Lando Norris and how well he's done versus against how, like I said, Bottas hasn't been exceptional. He hasn't been, you know, horrendous. I mean, obviously we had one really really bad moment. He's had in some other moments here and there, um, but I think it's that Norris has been so good. And that is making Bottas not look as good as he is. We even when Bottas is a great driver, I just think Lando Norris is a truly exceptional future world champion driver. And well, and, and my counterpoint to all of that is that I think we'd be having the same conversation about Lando Norris if if he didn't have all the podiums and he was just finishing fourth or fifth because Valtteri Bottas was finishing third or fourth every race. We'd still be impressed by how like out of this world Lando Norris has been. It's just we're we're used to Bottas being up there and it just, it seems strange that he really hasn't been, hasn't been kind of like a shoe in for top four. Like we saw yeah. that for the last couple of years where, I mean, it was almost every race. Like, yeah, he, he wanted to be beating uh, Hamilton more often than he was able to, but he was at least always up there fighting. And this year, I think we've started to see some cracks in that relationship between Bottas and Mercedes um, with, you know, obviously the George Russell rumors and all of that stuff, but just the George Russell incident. The Jordan, yeah. the, the incident with the crash with Russell. Um, I mean, that that was kind of the beginning of just like, what's going on with Bottas this year? He's about to get lapped by Hamilton. He was battling with a Williams and then crashed into possibly his future replacement. Um, then the you know the drama at Monaco. Um, we had him yelling on team radio about uh, about strategy, where we've kind of just seen a lot of frustration, and it, it wasn't necessarily the frustration of. He's mad that he's going to finish second again. It was like he he just seems fed up with all of it and and is willing to uh you know bowling ball his way through the field as we saw in in Hungary. So I'm I'm very interested to see how that relationship looks going forward whether Bottas is able to right the ship, get back there and fighting for a podium every race or if maybe he will kind of stop caring um in which case this thing could be wide open. Yeah. We'll see. I'm kind of with Ian, though. I, I, I question whether or not we'd even be having this conversation if were it not for Lando's f- consistent form this year. You know what I mean? Because uh, we, we've seen how drastic a difference a mistake can make in the points, and, and we just haven't seen any of those from Lando so far. So Yeah, you give a – I mean, like, John, you get a Lando mistake, and all of a sudden you're one, two, three, as you have Hamilton, Verstappen, and Bottas. And there's your and there's your top three, just like everybody predicted going into the season. Um, so I I think it's kind of an unfair um, to say that Bottas has been a major disappointment. I, I know he's had his struggles, like we mentioned, and I think part of it is that he's probably not going to be on Mercedes next year, and that's kind of probably um, playing with his mind a little bit. Um, but I'm not ready to give up on on not ready to give up on Bottas. I think I still have. I think I still think he's going to finish third um, again ahead of Checo and probably ahead of Norris as well. I mean, if he finishes third, it has to be ahead of Norris. So I'm going to say he finishes above Norris and Checo as well. 
Yep, I like that. That's going to be gets to be fun moving forward. Um, I don't really have that much more. I think we kind of touched on Sergio Perez. Um, you know, again, the ceiling's been high. He pulled off that race win in uh, in Baku. And that was probably my favorite the, moment of the season. Uh, well, well, s- save it for the uh, save it for oh, the shafties whoa, there, Johnny. Come whoa. on. I mean, I've, been, I've been not the first time I've been called a tease. <laughs> we all saw, saw Sergio Perez crash out in that sprint race um, and have some some disappointing results. I think he's settling into the car nicely. Um, I just kind of wanted to wanted to touch on on him a little bit before he moved on. Um, I expect him to be a little bit more consistent moving forward, but that's going to be a, a fun battle to watch. Um, before we get into the shafties, um, one scheduling note: they have uh, just recently canceled the Japanese Grand Prix. So we're starting to see more, uh, even more um, scheduling conflicts due to, to COVID. Um, we'll save that for another day, but just wanted to, you know, do our due diligence and uh, keep our listeners informed. And without further ado, let's get into our 2021 F1 first half of the season Shafty Awards. We will start with favorite moment of the season. Johnny, you know, because we have no idea what you're going to say. I'll let you lead it off. I was, I was too eager. I couldn't keep it in the bag, but uh, yeah, my, one of my favorite, my favorite moment of the season was, uh, was in Baku, the drama that went down there at the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, you got Verstappen looking, looking hot on the heels of, uh, of keeping his streak alive. He's, he's about to cross the, the finish line and uh, you know, everything was going smoothly and then boom Pirelli happens. And then, uh, that led to some fantastic racing, uh, after the restart, we, that we got, uh, we got that awesome, uh, Hamilton Leclerc and Gasly. Were yeah. Leclerc and Gasly were going at it. Then, then Hamilton, that was the first big mistake we saw from Hamilton this season when he went off the mm-hmm. track, trying to, trying to steal it from under Perez there. And then seeing the old bull, gash the field with his horns <laughs> one last time was awesome too so yeah baku uh favorite moment of the season so far for me ian what you got so i my, my definite favorite moment is of this season so far just because it was so just unexpected because it was with your emotions like johnny said it was baku whenever you had the restart of hamilton and his brakes just started smoking and you're like what is going on here and then to see him just everybody turn and him just go straight. That was probably my favorite yeah. moment. But if I had to pick a moment that's different, um, it was probably the, <laughs> the Lance Stroll. Oh God. Race where all this we're cutting, we're racing through. All this stuff. Here's Lance Stroll's race. Well, I, that now you've you've ruined it. I was gonna pick the the Monaco TV director as my wanker of Monaco's TV directors was the best because that was just like what is going on. The one moment of oh my that we god, had yeah, no. So that's probably it. my <laughs> that's probably might be my favorite moment is the Lance Stroll Lance Stroll Monaco meme. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to keep it different. Um, we'll go with, cause I, I think my, uh, man, it's hard for me to not say Baku. Um, just that, that whole finish with Max's tire blowing out. And then we're like, we've seen this movie before. Hamilton's going to swoop in, take the win. Um, and then chaos. So I will, uh, give our boy Esteban Ocon a shout out, um, for that win. Fernando Alonso battling with Lewis Hamilton for like 10 laps, holding him off. He deserves awesome. an assist on that win. Yeah. Um, great watching two legends, um, just battle wheel to wheel for, for 10 laps was incredible. Um, the, uh, 
Silverstone drama um, with the Max and Lewis crash also deserves a mention because that, that first lap up until that crash was incredible. Like they're going back and forth. Um, and then also uh, George Russell crying um, after scoring, scoring his first Williams points. Um, not him crying from, you know, any number of the extremely disappointing things that have happened to him this season, having to retire the car when he was in the points. But when he finally got those points, um, basically speechless in the media pen, um, you know, just an extremely human moment in a sport that, you know, we often think of these guys as just kind of robots driving a car. So those are our, our, our favorite moments of the season. Um, most disappointing moment of the season. Ian, I'll let you lead this one off. I don't know if it's necessarily disappointing, but it was probably the most like, what are you doing? Um, and I know I just hyped him up, but definitely bought us um, at, at Hungary, just deciding not to break going into a turn in the rain um, and that everybody saw coming. So I'm not sure if that's my, you know, biggest, that was my biggest, just like kind of head scratching, yeah, yeah, like yeah. from a fan's perspective. Yeah. It was cool to see all the mayhem and the chaos, but it was like, just like a, from a perspective of like, dude, like yeah, almost just like the, you, wor- the worst. What moment. did you expect? Yeah. That's so that's, that's mine. So for me, I have a couple, uh, you know, I don't, like seeing outside factors affect racing on the track. So simultaneously for me, my favorite moment is also my worst moment because Max Verstappen basically had the rug pulled out from under him when he had a a clear, like undecisive or, you know, like had a clear victory in hand and Pirelli just, what are you doing, man? Like we can't, we can't have that out on the track. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the only tire blowout that day. So that was disappointing to see. And then again, the whole Bottas and Verstappen crash, you know, I don't like seeing, you know, I guess that's part of racing, you know, that stuff happens, but um, you just hate to see it. You know, you like seeing good, hard, clean racing and, and seeing these guys out there pitting their, their wits and their skills against each other. So anytime you see stuff like that, it, it's kind of disappointing as well, but um, at least thankfully there hasn't been too much of that. Yeah. And everyone was, everyone was okay. Thankfully. I mean, yeah, we're yeah. all here for the drama as long as, uh, but you know, more importantly, everybody stays safe. Um, and that was absolute chaos at Silverstone, but, but still it, it, it you know, feels like we were robbed of another great battle between, um, Hamilton and Verstappen of which there have been many this year. And then Hungary again, it feels like we got, you know, robbed of, uh, of this title fight that we're, we're so enthralled by. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, my most disappointing moment would outside of the ones you guys mentioned would have to be, uh, a recent one with, uh, Sebastian Vettel's disqualification for the, uh, not being, uh, not having enough fuel left in the car for the test for the FIA. Um, he'd just been, he'd been so lovable after, and this is kind of our Sebastian Vettel portion. Um, he had a rough start. Uh, to the season um, after we kind of been excited for him going in, thought the team change would be good for him. And it kind of seemed like, Oh, this is Ferrari all over again um, through the first few races. Then he was able to find the podium in, uh, in Baku, I believe um, started turning it around. He, uh, he was wearing like the, the rainbow shirt. Um, he was cleaning up trash in the stands after Silverstone. Like he was just reminding us all why we love Sebastian Vettel so much. Um, and then to have a second place stripped from him just kind of was a punch to the gut. Yeah. Yeah. That was over something as little of what was three tenths of a liter of fuel or something. Yeah. I mean, rules are That's rules, but it's it, 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 it rules. Yes. Rules are rules. But, we, but yeah. 
we should be able to acknowledge that some rules are more archaic than others. However. Yeah. I get why the rule exists, but you know, I, if that had happened to, you know, somebody else, I, I wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been nearly as angry as, as had it happening to, uh, to Sebastian Vettel. Um, any, any other kind of, any other notes we want to get to on Vettel? Um, and just kind of the season that season that he's had so far. I mean, yeah, started off bad, been pretty good now. He started you think off. He's righted the ship or. He started off so bad that I, I'm not sure which episode it is, but I basically said that. Yeah, I don't you think said he gonna, wouldn't finish the year. I don't think because he was atrocious. He was so bad. I, I Something switched because he was so, – I've never seen him drive that bad before. And I was like, all right, this is it. He doesn't want to be here. He want, He's just – he's out. And something clicked. He's been old Seb again for the most part for as much as he can do in that car. And uh, now, he look, now he looks pretty solid for Smart. So uh, we'll see going forward. I'm uh, I'm gonna transition that into our next award, um, which you don't want to be winning. Uh, most disappointing driver of the year. Um, Vettel kind of like we said, righted uh, righted the ship a little bit, but uh, most of the other drivers in their first year with a new car have struggled this year. I, as much as it pains me to say it, might have to give this to Daniel Ricardo. He he hasn't been that bad. Um, his results actually are not are not terrible, and it it's hurt by the fact that Lando's been so good that the gap is so massive. But it's hard to ignore um, just kind of how long it uh, it took him to to kind of get a uh, get a feel in that in that McLaren, and we still haven't really seen him put yeah. a complete weekend um, together. My my other uh, kind of honorable mentions there after the first after snagging points in week one, Yuki Snoda has uh, has just been causing tens of millions of dollars worth of damage like week in and week out. It certainly seems right now. Um, and um, both of the Haas drivers, because, you know, um, we knew Haas was going to be bad, but, um, you know, you still don't want to see uh, Schumacher and Mazepin crashing every other week. Um, who uh, who you guys got for most disappointing driver? No, I think, I think that's, Oh, sorry, Johnny. You can go ahead. I was just—I was going to echo Curtis's sentiment and and say that uh, for my most disappointing driver has been Daniel Ricardo as well, and mostly due to the fact that I can't sympathize with him for trying to get used to a new car when he's become this mercenary that jumps from team to team every two years because. I mean, he ran for Max because he was afraid of the competition, and then he he backed out of Renault because I, I don't know if it was too big of a challenge for him or whatever. Yeah, and I mean that it's his... like two team changes in his whole career, but, yeah. but in this last the last four years or three years, it's since 2018, he's changed teams twice. It's just yeah. it, exactly. So um, you know, I'm not gonna give him the benefit of the doubt on that, and um, yeah. Lando has been a better driver than him, but he hasn't produced nearly as much as he should have been given that uh, his recent performances have, have improved recently though. There's a little bit of a glimmer of hope and I would like to see him <laughs> succeed uh, moving forward, but uh, definitely been a disappointment so far. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty fair um, with, with Ricardo. I think we all kind of expect him not to be, um, I believe he's tied with Gasly Um for you know, with yeah, for eight yeah, places, eighth, fifty eighth, points. Yeah, ninth, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, being so far behind both for being about twenty points behind both, over twenty points behind both Ferraris and a lot behind Lando Norris because Lando Norris has been so incredible. Um, so I think it's definitely fair to say that he's been the one who's. I don't think he's been. It hasn't been a disaster. Um, I don't think he's been as 
good as I mean, he hasn't been as good as he should be. Um, so I, I don't want to give it a full on disaster, but it hasn't been, it just hasn't been what we thought it was going to be a McLaren for and Ricardo. Yeah, completely, completely agree. Um, hopefully we kind of, uh, can see, see a better second half from him, um, going forward. Cause it's, it's just been a weird first half. I also wanted to give, um, an unfortunate shout out to, uh, Lance Stroll. Just like, I almost forgot to mention him because he's had such a forgettable season. Um, stuck down in 14th place right now is Lance Stroll. Um, it just, it looked like he was really starting to find himself as, as like an F1 driver that really deserves to be there. Um, had, you know, like the, the jokes had kind of stopped about, about him, you know, being a pay driver and all that. And, and he just, he just hasn't found any sort of consistency in this year's Aston Martin. Nah. Um, so just kind of on the whole, the Aston Martin has just been a little, a little disappointing this year. Yeah, agreed. And th- that's definitely not what you want after a big rebrand and injection of cash from, from the owner there. So I, I'm sure Aston Martin isn't thrilled about his performances either. I will say though, is that you, all it takes is one week and we can easily, we're usually having a different conversation. I mean, Esteban Ocon was horrendous after yeah. signing that huge extension until he got that win. Um, so maybe all it takes is a, a top five finish for a stroll and, maybe a, a sneaky podium for Danny Rick. And we're talking about, you know, oh, well, he struggled, but now he's back on track. Because, I mean, if Ocon hadn't won, we'd, oh, we would be mentioning Ocon in this as well as disappointing drivers. Hey, I would appreciate if you didn't uh, bring that reasonable thought into our hot take podcast. You know, we, <laughs> we talk about results here. And as of now, we have not seen that from Ricardo um, nor Stroll. Um, but that is a, a, a fair point. Um, I think we all know where we're going to go with this. Uh, the rock star driver of the year. It's 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 Lando Norris, right? Has to be. I'd listen to Verstappen, but yeah, it's Norris. I mean, he is just the most. He knows who he can't beat, and he is beating everybody else consistently. Like not not even it's not even a question. Um, He's like, all right, I'm here for basically third or fourth every single week, and book it every single week, third or fourth. Yeah. What gets me is how comfortable he looks doing it. Like he looks like a seasoned. 30 year old in his prime veteran driver out there with how, how collected he is. Even when he's, you know, chasing, he's not losing his rear end. He's not slipping. He's not losing grip. He's out there. He's making up time. He's, he's just been the, the, the form of consistency and the model of consistency so far this season. And it's been awesome to watch. Yeah. Points in every race, except for um, Hungary where he was taken out, Um, which, you know, classic. Um, Yeah. Other, uh, Pierre Gasly, um, I thought, uh, deserves, uh, maybe a silver medal or an honorable mention for best driver of the season. Um, he's, he's stuck down in eighth place. Um, but you know, that, that I don't think that Alpha Tauri really should, you know, is, is as good, clearly not as good as the, uh, the Ferrari or the, um, or the McLaren, obviously. No. Um, and he's, you know, he's managed to, uh, to, to stay ahead of, uh, of both Alpines, despite, you know, that them having both pretty, pretty decent seasons to this point. Um, and Yuki Sonoda not having really figured it out um, down in, in, in 13th place and Gasly up in eighth. Um, so a good, a good season from uh, Pierre Gasly and uh, Lewis Hamilton, and Max Verstappen also, um, you know, both having, having solid, solid seasons here. Um, Wor- worst team of the year award has um, no question. It has, you know, there's, there's not a discussion, but you know, they got to win something. Uh, yeah. It's 
man, I hope that I hope that them uh, abandoning 2020 to work on the twenty or abandoning 2021 to work on the 2022 car works. Um, because I mean, I know that we've had like some bad Williams cars and bad Haas cars recently, but they it, they've taken it to a whole new level this year. And with two rookie drivers, it's 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 not even fun no. to watch, watch that car. I just a dog of a car. Terrible. It's like beating a dead horse race and race out. It's kind of just it's getting hard to watch at this point. I mean, at least at least to that credit, at least Mazepin's kind of figured out how to finish races and be consistent. <laughs> but it's like I there's the only person he's going to beat is what I think he's beaten Latifi once, and then him and Mick just duke it out for who's going to be last every week. Yeah, and, and uh, you know Mazepin has has improved um, throughout the year, but he really had nowhere to go but up because the first few races of the season, it was as bad as we've seen anybody in formula one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, then my, my personal award for um, most, just not average, but right where they should be team this year. Ferrari. Um, Carlos signs in sixth with 83 points, Charles Leclerc in seventh with 80 points. They are right where they need to be. Um, 30 points ahead of, of Gasly and eighth um, trailing the Red Bulls, the Mercedes and Lando Norris. Yeah, um, we didn't. We right didn't, where we they need to be. We didn't bring him up, but honestly, Charles Leclerc in seventh—that feels kind of disappointing. That feels kind of low for me. I mean, he's like, got not gonna... two poles, but the Monaco incident was unfortunate. Um, you Silverstone. Know, he could, he, yeah, he could have more points from Silverstone if he didn't didn't get past there at the end. But he didn't want to get taken out by Hamilton like Max did. Um, it's it's yeah, it's he's had a good season. It feels like to me though, you know, like it's disappointing that he's in seventh, but I don't think it's because of poor driving from Charles Leclerc. I mean, he bended in the, the but crash, but a little luck goes his way. And it can you're, be, again, you're, you're right, but it just feels to me that it's like, okay, how is Carlos Sainz, who is definitely not the one driver at Ferrari. Why does he have more points than you do right now at this point of the season? I don't know. That's just I, I think Signs has quietly had gotten very comfortable in that Ferrari. Yeah. yeah, he has, and I think that um, Leclerc gets a lot of. I, th- I think like it's the Leclerc seems to be a very boomer bust this season, um, and his podiums. I mean, he he led both those races for a combined hundred yards, maybe, um, but he's got two podiums, so it's like I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, he liked yeah. Silverstone for like 50 laps. Oh, yeah. It was, I'm yeah. thinking of, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, what, Monaco. Silverstone. Monaco, where Max. Silverstone, you're right, where he was past the last two laps, and that was very unfortunate that Hamilton got him, but it is what it is. Yeah. And, he barely uh, was. You're right. It's, it, it just, it's, it's weird. He's, you know, it, it, seventh place feels low for him because we it know does. how talented it he does. is. It feels it, like it, him and Lando. Yeah. Lando's been what we thought Charles was this year. Yeah. Agreed. That's, okay. That's probably the way we should phrase it, is I thought we would get, I, I thought, like, when, if you told me that one of Lent Norris and Leclerc going into the season is going to be sitting in, what, third right now, I would say, oh, it's Leclerc 100%. Yeah, if one was third yeah. and one was seventh, like, a couple points out of sixth, you know, yeah, we would have figured Lando would be down there and, yeah. and Leclerc would be the one making the most of that car. Um, so, yeah, just a, I mean, incredible job from, from Lando Norris so far this year. Yeah. I think subconsciously, I've, I've even given Leclerc a bit of a pass almost for, for just building off that god awful ferrari season from last year so um that's probably why it isn't getting talked about as much as it should be but um yeah that's definitely good points by you guys yep and just kind of hanging in there sixth and seventh you know nothing nothing too crazy um 
like I said, we got we've got uh, coming back to Spa on the weekend of August 29th. Um, always always a good time there. Um, like I said earlier, Lewis Hamilton uh, won that one last year, surprisingly. Um, but yeah, moving moving forward, hopefully it's a good second half of the season, and we've got just as much to talk about uh, at the at the end of the year. I'm all about that content. All right, follow us on Twitter at YankshaftF1. Follow me on Twitter at CBottoms underscore up. That's all we've got for you. We'll be back for a recap after the Belgian Grand Prix from I've got I've got one quick thing, and this is just a, a joke that we got to bring back. My favorite quote so far of the season, Lewis Hamilton. Got a lot said, of rear end. He's got so much rear end. <laughs> Oh, Sergio Perez. I, 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 was, I was looking for something in my phone the other day and was scrolling past all the old pictures I downloaded and came across the Photoshop picture of Sergio Perez with just a dump truck. I need and to find his, uh, his this man seamstress. Has so much rear end. I'm going to get all my jeans taken in like Sergio Perez does. <laughs> all right, we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>